without internet for a long time. Right. And I only really got internet recently in my life. Um, but once I got a hold of it, I never fucking let go of that shit. And when I moved into my new house, all, all I fucking wanted was unlimited internet. I do not have TV hooked up in my house. <laughs> no, neither do I. <laughs> no, you don't fucking need it. We live in the 21st century, fuck that. I steal all the TV I need. <laughs> well, no, but on a serious... Please do not steal TVs. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, on, a, on a serious level. Well, I, I quite enjoy learning some of the stuff. There's, there's a plethora of shit that's free to watch. Like, there's a whole World War II series documentary that's free to watch on there. They, as an example, my son can now watch all of the original High Five. They just released it as free content on YouTube. Proper, yeah. official. Oh, nice. So it's, that's really, it's really cool. But I've noticed changes in like the algorithms and, and we'll touch on YouTube Red in a minute. Please hold that thought. But I'm not a content creator in the same way as a lot of people I watch on YouTube are. Their whole life depends yeah. on their recommendations, on how YouTube applies its algorithms. How it shows it. their videos that they release to their subscribers. To their subscribers! <laughs> now I personally have never noticed this, but obviously it's set up so you cannot notice it. It's just, mm. I, I'm not even going to touch on that right now, because it's infuriating. But this whole recommended thing, we've spoken about a lot. You could watch all of your regular content, it could all be documentaries about crime, about war, it, it, it could go on for five days you can watch this. And then you can watch 10 different Vine compilation videos and your entire recommended library switches. Hmm. I have literally had, as you said an example, you watched one acapella group video. Yeah. And it which, which, like, the, the channel, by the way, I am subscribed to. Yep. Right? And then, but this one was the first Star Wars thing they put out in a while, right? Probably since, like, the last movie. And you could almost feel, obviously, a dumb sort of payment, it feels, has gone to YouTube from Luca or Disney, from Disney to YouTube to have the algorithms change or prompt Star Wars more often. I even I've copped it. I've been fucking watching Star Wars videos. You know what I mean? Yeah. The moment I decided to watch the trailer, the exact same thing happened to me. I've watched a hundred hours of content up to this point. I watched two minutes of trailer. Everything is Star Wars. Why? <laughs> Why? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. And don't get me wrong. The YouTube homepage for me personally is top-notch. For the most yeah. part, when it recommends me stuff, it is videos that I do want to watch, or when it says recently like, uploaded, it's by creators I actually actively watch all the time, yeah. or actively I mean, like the videos. The, this, the recommendation, like, there is, like, when you see the recommendations tab, there's, like, there's something there that you might want to watch. Yeah, usually. It's, usually. Usually. It's, Even before you expand it, you've got this show more button here. Oh. Normally, there's at least one video up yeah. here that I'm like, oh, I haven't seen this, I'll probably do what yeah. I And look, it. here's one, the second one across, the most powerful characters in all the Star Wars. Yeah, right yeah. That's an interesting enough video for yeah. certain people. Everyone has their own taste, but for you, that's a topical video that mm. fits along with where you're at in your life. And I find it very impressive mm. that an internet-based department can know that much about you. Think about that, that when you sign in to any, it does, and they agree with this, they will openly tell you it tracks everything you do hmm. and puts it into an algorithm so it can then better for advertise to you. Yeah. Including hmm. your country, what you've looked at before. And then you can pay a premium oh, to not get at. Oh man, okay. Very I have already stated that I enjoy my YouTube, yeah. right? But over, I think it was about two months ago now, they introduced, two or three months from, from this date, they introduced YouTube Red. A month went by when YouTube Red was released and it seemed like YouTube didn't really change much. Right. YouTube was fine. I watched it happen like overnight that we went from 
15 second unskippable ads and sometimes 30 second unskippable ads to a minute 20 and 2 minute unskippable ads at the start and the end of all of my videos and anyone who lets and I'm not pissed at content creators for trying to have a living hmm. and put, like saying that the advertisements can happen in the video hmm. but I've seen videos that were previously monetized that I was watching that had one video at the start turned into five videos during the whole length of it hmm. and one at the start and one at the beginning right. and some of these ads are unskippable yeah. There is almost more minutes of advertisement hmm. on YouTube than I get on regular TV which is why I moved away from the <laughs> thing in the first place right. So I've just opened up two browsers one where I'm signed into my YouTube Red, because yep. I pay. Yep. Right. Which is great. No, no, no. Don't get me wrong. I like the idea of YouTube Red. I like that they're going to be able to pay more content creators more money. Mm. They're able to say that it's all letting better advertisers come in who are offering bigger sponsorships and mm. stuff like that. And so on the right monitor is YouTube Red. There are yep. no ads on my homepage. You... And then I signed into Incognito, so nobody's signed into the YouTube platform at the moment. And there's one giant ad for Samsung PS3, <laughs> right? which you can close. Yeah, All which right. is fine. Yeah, I can look at that. Like, so, I don't see that's a big problem. No, that's fine. There's no other ads. Let's open up. Just quickly, you can tell it's already tracking what the computer has viewed. Even though you're incognito, you can tell that this has come directly recommended to you from well, what you've watched. And, and what people have watched, like Incognito, it tells you on the PlayStation version and stuff, when you use YouTube without actually being signed into your account, everything on that computer that has looked for it without being signed in still counts. So you can tell that you, Google is bullshit in your own head. Well, Otherwise, why is it recommending you that? Well, it's not really recommending me much in the way that it normally is. Like, if you look, you got a lot of StarCraft guns and uh, yeah, Star you're, Wars. Not here. wrestling. Not wrestling, some blonde I've, woman. Like, I, don't, I don't know, I've never watched The Game Theorist. Uh, I, I don't care about Fast and the Furious, right? BBC Radio 1 with Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence. I've, what? I've never seen that. And no I guess you never get that. Do you have a trending here? Uh, trend, you don't get a trending tab no, no, when no, you're actually signed in, do you? Oh, no, that's right. You get a straight up trending tab. And there's trending tab here as yeah, well. Yeah, so, but that would all be that tab, wouldn't so, it? Yeah, yeah so it's all the same this, thing. Yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. stuff was already there, the Fast and the Furious. Playground insults, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you'd expect that on your training, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, but anyway, if we go back to... Can you expand the recommend... Oh, yeah, go yeah, for it. Let's just have a look. How many ads are there? In a 10-minute video, there is one, No, two, this is three, what I'm trying... Four, that's five, what I'm trying six, to talk seven, about. Eight, and some of these can be... ads in the video, one off to the side there. Some of these can be a... a um, a two-minute unskippable ad. Mm. You know what I mean? In a ten-minute video, you've got six ads. Some of them can be two-minute unskippable ads. I could theoretically, if something goes wrong and it does decide to show me six two-minute unskippable ads, be stuck watching twelve minutes of ads for ten minutes of video. Yeah, and then look, pop-up ad. Not to mention, I actually was pro. I am pro having a thirty-second to a minute-long unskippable ad at the beginning of my video and at the end. Totally fine with that because. It doesn't break the flow or, or the immersion of the video. Having it go for two minutes and then stop, and then two more minutes and then stop, really, it, 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 it can take the, you out of the flow of the video. Yeah, when you when they talk about breaking the fourth wall, when you hear a content creator's chair squeak, chair squeak, try two minutes and we'll fucking out in the middle of your video. Yeah, I'm getting right into the depths of World War Two, and then I've got to learn about fucking Coca Cola's brand new drink. They're fantastic. Right. But that's the thing though, is you can, when you upload a video, when you upload a video, you can just choose to have it unmonetized. No, that's my point. But then your content creator has to have a different job. Yeah. 
That feature is not for people who rely on YouTube uploads. Yeah, there are people who do Patreon, which is a great way to go around it. Mm -hmm. um, but that's still directly asking your fans for money. For money, which is Audience like, money. it's fantastic. Yeah. There are people out there who can afford to chip in a dollar. And if a hundred people chip in a dollar, that's a hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. like, that's great. But uh, I feel like that puts so much fucking stress on the creator. You know what yeah. I mean? Because... Yeah. Then you, because then you feel like you're not creating what you want. You're creating, creating what the people want. You know right. what I mean? There's just going to be some feeling that oh, these people are paying me money. I need to make sure it's good That's and right. that I appease them. Say you know how Ark Survival evolved, came out, right? Say you started making video on Ark Survival evolved and you relied on patrons, mm. and then all of a sudden you get one or two hundred new Patreon subscribers, and all they're ever talking about is your Ark videos. Mm. You're going to feel very compelled to not make anything but Ark videos, yeah. even if it's not something you started off. Thinking about it's something you can't avoid. If you've got your kids sitting there and he needs food, you're gonna keep making fucking up. Yeah, if you you build your like channel on YouTube around mono gaming, just around like yeah. arc, yeah. right? And there are other people that do it. You you build an arc based audience. That's right. Then, it's then very hard to switch out of it. Oh yeah. You get stuck on the feeling that oh arc pays the bills. I need to do arc. Have you ever seen the YouTuber called Slip Gator? No. He. Started off predominantly Minecraft videos. If you go and you check his uploads, the first 500 out of the 2,000 videos he's got is just Minecraft, right. predominantly. And it was sort of a Minecraft-centered uh, channel. Right. Then he decided to start expanding and playing different games. He's got enough of playing Minecraft right. for a thousand hours and decided to do something A lot else. of people do. As a lot of people do or would. Yep. And um, eventually started branching out. But when Ark Survival came out, the way that algorithms work is if you've got, already got subscribers and they're already watching your brand new ARC videos, when someone goes to watch ARC videos, and I've experienced this because I've watched, I recently watched your channel explode just because you started doing Transport Fever. And because okay. someone got three episodes into their Transport Fever campaign who already had a lot of subscribers, he became the top related search and he was already 20 episodes in, so he had far more content to watch. So all of a sudden I was like, fuck conflicted nerd, I'm going to go and watch this guy, Skystorm, because he was already creating way more. But you saw his channel explode and you heard him talking about the fact that right. he was getting all of a sudden this rush of, uh, of Patreon subscribers because he was one of those Patreon based type people. Right. But at the same time, you could see him being very anxious about it. The Slipgator guy went through a huge change because when he started doing the art videos, it blew his channel up. It went from under, it was like 10,000 subscribers or under 100,000 to now it's at half a million within the space of a year or something. Yeah. It just blew up! Oh, yeah. And he's three seasons in, but he's at the point where he's had enough of playing art. He's been really bored, there's not much to do, he's done everything there is to do, he's not finding interesting. Right. Because the game's been out for like a year and a half. Yeah, and, and he's it's... done everything, he even started yeah. playing the modded version where it's just threw in every bit of fucking mods he could throw into it, and he's still, you can, mm. it's not just. You can tell, as a viewer, that your content creator isn't enjoying what he's doing. Yeah. Like, he's not having fun. Because it can feel very forced. Yeah, dude! <laughs> when you hear him groan about having to spend four hours just to get materials to do something, yeah. you know it's not fun anymore, you know what I mean? Because he used to be, like, real pumped about doing that sort of thing, and you could hear it, right? He started trying to make a change, yeah. and without even mentioning it in any of his videos, started doing smaller playthroughs of games where it might be a side-scrolling running game mm. or, or whatever. There was one beautiful one that came out recently. I don't know if you ever remember, there was a game where the boy gets attacked by the big spider and it's all in black and white. And Limbo. Limbo. Well, the game came out very similar to Limbo just recently. Inside. Uh, 
Inside, that's one. Each two side, two start button. I love that I thought that looks great. Watch the whole playthrough. Looks fantastic. I had some spoiled inside for me yesterday. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> that sucks. Um, and oddly enough, it was on a YouTube recommended video. Oh, it was like a top 10 thing, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'll watch this while I play some stuff. And it's not spoilers at the beginning. Nah, it was just like, oh yeah, this game came out recently, so we're gonna give you a second. And I'm like, they're, you know, mashing away on the keyboard trying to play with a competitive <laughs> RTS. And then it's just like, oh yeah, inside, and alright, here's the ending blur. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I suppose it's my fault, I haven't played the game. Uh, it still sucks, but, um, So he, he decided to switch over to the, even just. While he's still producing one or two art videos per day coming out of his channel. Per day. Per day. He does three videos per day, every day forever. Well, that's... Oh, God. I couldn't imagine trying to do that. It's a lot of work, but he's scheduled his life around it. You've sort of oh. got it for the most part sorted out. But that's still... I you've got to imagine for every hour of video making, there's like an hour of editing. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> right, but I just imagine that if he's putting out three videos a day, there'd have to be some subscriber drop-off where it's just like... Oh, he's putting out more than I want to watch. I mean, mm. because I know a little. That's right. Not everyone has the time. I, when I uh, started working really heavily, I didn't have the time to watch eighty percent of the YouTube I used to watch because a lot of them were mm. were half an hour to an hour long game videos. Yeah. And I didn't mind watching those while I was doing something before because I had a lot of free time on my hands. So I could but, just sit it on while I was with my son. He'd be playing games. He'd be playing little toys together, and someone'd be playing an RTS game in the background. Mm. You know what I mean? I'd like to have a lot of things going on. Once you got a job, and Once suddenly job. that valuable free time was like, I want to be invested in the sleep. Like the sleep, <laughs> or just playing the game. Yeah, that's why I'm playing it for my fucking self. You can't you know just I mean? throw it up, try and focus on that. It's just too tight. You just, it's just too much. And yeah. You don't have enough hours in the day to watch the same amount of hours of content mm. you used to. I 100% agree that there would be some sort of subscriber fallout. Fall now he does one art video, one of something else, and one of something else. Usually true. Mm. Um, which... For a lot of people, it's a, it's a family orientated channel, so okay. there's no swearing, so it's easy for people who work and enjoy his content to come home and chuck it on without having swearing in front of the kids and everything. It's very. Not like this podcast. No, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but with an art game, it's dinosaurs, so little kids get into it very easily. Okay. It's got giant dinosaurs, like not many games have things of the same scale as that game does. Yeah. You walk up to a Bronto or something, a game that's actually like five stories tall or something, you yeah. know what I mean? Quick side note here, I was I saw a video that was, there was a mod for StarCraft 2, which was like the real scale mod, that's what they were calling it. Oh, okay. So, on the map, right, I'll send the screen to the map, yep. the zealots were like tiny little things, right, for the protoss, the marines were like tiny little things, and then it was like, oh, and here's a colossus that's like, <laughs> and that covers like half the screen, and then I was like, oh yeah, I got a mothership, <laughs> or oh, here's a leviathan from the zoo. So what is the go with that? Like, why don't they represent it like that in the game? Apart from it being ridiculous, what, how, okay, better way to put it, how are the people interpreting this? Where are they getting this scale from? Is this from, like, law that's not technically in the game, or law that's sort of in the game? A law that's in the game, a lot of it? I imagine there's a lot of uh, fan-made stuff that you could pull that kind of thing from, and then there's Blizzard release stuff, I'd imagine, like, oh, Which here's the art book, and then they'd have, like, a scale in it or something. And then you you can play the game and you can see that okay the Leviathans are the giant ships that the Zerg have to travel into space right yep. so it's, when you're housing a biomass and it's a biomass ship well yeah it's probably going to be pretty big just to, for thermal reasons yep. like you want to try and hold as much heat in and make it big yeah and I was like ah oh, that's cool 
but I mean, at the end of the day, I would never play that mod because it was just awful when some like a giant ship comes up and it's just like, okay, Have well you now. You played Supreme Commander one? Well, no. The, the, it's the same problem in that where it's like it's fantastic that everything is stable, mm. but at the same time, when you get the massive mother ship disc thing coming over the top mm. of you or over the top of your enemies, you can't physically fucking see underneath mm. it. It's just, just quickly on the re whole recommended thing. Just what you, oh, like, I just watched that video the other day. You know mm. what I mean? Like this video. These today I found out, yeah. only recently come out, blowing up because the YouTube recommended things scheme mm. is blowing them up. And that's what a lot of content creators complain about is the fact that Jimmy Kimmel will get blown right to the top of the stage, but the people who actually make YouTube YouTube, mm. oh, that's their version of it, you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah. Like, that, that's how big the mothership is. Woo! It's like, well, that thing's just sitting over my base and now I can't actually. I can't it. see anything underneath it. Yeah. That's the exact problem I was And you can zoom in, but then you're right on top of everything else. Yeah. <laughs> How big is it supposed to be? What's this one? Uh, open a new tab. And we'll just go for... If I were to play StarCraft 2 on my PC, I would have to set it to QQVGA. <laughs> 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 um, see if I can find... Um, mass Mothership, that doesn't make any sense. You can get one. <laughs> PVZ, so yeah. that's probably just hacks or whatever. Uh, well, PVZ means protocols versus zero. Oh, okay. I am not good enough at stuff. <laughs> I understand <laughs> it. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a unit you can just build. I got stung by a wasp for the first time the other day. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you ever got your earpieces, I'm pretty sure I remember having yeah. earpieces at one point. Yeah. Imagine it's just exactly like that. That's exactly what getting stung by a wasp feels like. Imagine okay. I got stung here and it just felt like I had a dermal put in it. It was just yeah. <laughs> That's, I mean, it wasn't pleasant, but I'm just saying, it wasn't as bad as, like, it could have been. Right. But, I, I want to add, someone gave me an antihistamine and two Panadol, like, yeah. two seconds after I got stung. That's the size... Okay. Oh, okay, it's dramatically different, to say the least. It's, that's a reasonable size. Right? Like, I don't know, but you saw how big it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, it's like, okay, that's a cool mod to see for the game, but I can never... You'd never be able to, yeah, you'd never be able to play it like that. Uh, Can you go Supreme Commander 1 Mothership? Oh, I just oh. want to show you this uh, Leviathan. Because that's also pretty cool to see. It's like, this is how big it should be. Jesus! <laughs> Alright, that's like Protoss Carriers. <laughs> it's pretty fucking big. But that's coming from like a lore-centered part. Yeah, yeah. It's I do like the fact that you can fit more units in an area. Yeah, yeah. But, it, you got to understand, when he decided his scale... Hmm. He's had to find something on the map, I would assume, that he thought was an appropriate scale to everything he was doing. Yeah. Spring Commander, what did that... that what am I looking for with Spring Commander? Oh, it's a Mothership. Mothership? It shouldn't have just Mothership gameplay or something. Or Forge Alliance or... Uh, this thing. So you'll see that it is experimental similar in that too, because... I just want to show you the actual unit. Oh, but it, it might not have a... Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I shouldn't really love this guy. Oh, I don't know, bugger. It's going to take too long. You can try th this. Oh, it's, okay, so just quickly, yeah. pause it. Those tiny little things here mm. is a giant oak tree. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is like five, ten stories tall. That's just a power generator. And then this thing will come flying over the top of it. That's the biggest power generator in the game, you know what I mean? Oh, that's that's a, a massive, massive thing. Do you have that game? Mm. Have you installed? It's one of the few games I have installed on my PC that will work. <laughs> <laughs> oh really? That's... That's not a half bad RTS game, it just takes a long time dude.
Can you search up? Actually, if you go search my go search my friends, uh, you go search me in your friends list. You should be able to go to my page or something and see a few of my photos. It's the way you do see screenshots or something there. Twenty one screenshots. One of those should be a Supreme Commander one. That, that's what we're looking at. There's another. Yeah, I think this was uh, this is me listening an American friend uh, lives in Arizona and he was just kicking the crap out of my search. <laughs> okay, I assume he's blue and you're red. No, I'm blue. He's red. Okay. That's why I can only see a tiny section of part of this thing, realistically. There was a, another photo, that one. Oh. So, this one was like, we had a one hour peace time or something, and then we were allowed to start declaring war. You get annoyed in Age of Empires when I put up like a 15 no, minute No, that's right, no, no, no. It's a bit of peace time. No, just quickly, I just want to throw this out there. I'm anti-peace timer for this reason. You're about to see the photo of why I am currently anti-no-rush timer. Look at it. Once the one hour peace timer went past, we played for three to four hours and neither of us gained any foot of land. It was World <laughs> War One, alright? Even when you didn't have a peace oh, tower. No, you were green. Yeah. Even when you didn't have a peace... Oh, just quickly, I want to show you. Just here, he has a row of about a thousand strong of like defensive turrets. Yeah. <laughs> when, when I played against you on Age of Empires, even when you didn't have a peace timer, you held me off for so long that when I finally fought my way through your army to your base after an hour of warfare, <laughs> I got there and there's 500 cannon types. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you know what I mean? If I'd given you an hour of peace before right. I even done that, what the fuck would have happened? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's, this is one of the reasons why I actually like StarCraft 2 as an RTS now, is because one, you can't put a peace timer on. Yep. Two, it's pretty, like, rubbish if you turtle. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a fast-paced game. It's, mm. it's meant to have an aggressive pushes. That's that's part of why I get shitty when we're playing Age of Empires 2. Someone's always like, Both of you are attacking me, or fucking shit's going on. I'm like, mate. That's the game. That's the game. That's the whole point. <laughs> if it were happening to me, which it did, there was yeah. a point where I was like, it's like uh, and that's I, the game. It's like, okay, well, we, both, we all picked out uh, sieves, right? We have an army at this point. Why don't you? And it's well, like... That's, oh, that's exactly I, I was focusing on my macro. Then maybe you shouldn't have done that! Like, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I know it's that. like if you pick a strategy in a strategy game and that is not work. conclusive to defending against early game <laughs> rushes. Obviously, it's not very conclusive. <laughs> yeah. It's like the whole point is it's real-time strategy. You just said it better than I ever could. If you use a strategy that doesn't help, then it's not a good fucking strategy. <laughs> Stop doing it. Yeah. One of the key things, apart uh, from relics, is capturing another person's gold. Yeah. When you play something like Black Forest, there's usually one or two gold bits that are going to be outside of your own... What, you, what do you call them when they're... A gimme. A gimme gold. Where it's... A, a gimme flag in a, in a strategy game is usually one that's right next to where you would spawn. Oh, yeah. That is easy for you to catch. So gimme gold is like something that's next to your castle. Right. By, by the time you're finished mining it, they physically won't be able to get it, you know what I mean? Yeah. But there'll be some that are outside of your general, like... Area. Area. The, the, the area of land that is yours. Yours, essentially. Yeah. Like, it, it's not like... The enemy can still walk through it and everything. And build on it if they wanted to. If they wanted to, but for the most part, you're going to be able to defend it. There have been points where you were fighting in my land where your army was double or triple size, but I was still able to defend the things I considered I wanted to be mine. Like, yeah, part of the, the forest gold. I wanted to be mine, the gold and shit. You remember, you had relics the whole time. That gold meant a fucking lot to me, alright? I staked everything on that gold. 
And then the end, it just wasn't. We almost like chopped our way through each other. I know there that was, nobody's was, talking about it. There was one where you fucking almost chopped all the way through the forest too. Yeah. Um, there was another one where I had managed to keep up with you in the sense of how much gold I had, just not how much I earned. Yeah. Because I was chopping down so much wood and trading like. 100 parts of wood for like one gold. <laughs> I think it's like, I think the lowest goes is like 10 or whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm still making like a thousand gold per tick. Wait, you're right here. <laughs> I have a story that I have a prop. Do it, do I want it? Alright, so, when, like, you would say I'm a reasonable technological focused guy, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. You're not yeah. a 40 year old Australian who's never held itself in so, what would I be doing with this? Do you know what this is? It's a piece of paper. It's, a, it's a parcel of a newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> right? I was at work, and they buy newspapers for stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. One so, so you're not fucking bored, even though everyone has enough. Yeah. And I was like, well, I don't want to like, waste my phone battery, because it was on like 30% yeah. to play music while I work. Look so I'm like, physical oh. media actually being relevant. I don't know. And I decided to read the newspaper. I found two articles on the same page that made me smile so much, I stole the page. I waited I everyone else to leave, and I slipped it down the newspaper, folded it up. You are so white and so <laughs> non-criminal that you think taking that is something that's going to cause everyone to... Oh, no, no, quickly, go and get the, go and get the manager! No, he stole a page! No, 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 because I didn't want to explain to these people why wow. I was taking <laughs> a page out of the day before the newspaper. Yeah, okay. All right. okay. Trump victory puts dating in the doldrums. That's that's the that's the tagline. That, that, that's the, the tagline. That's like the head. Yeah, okay. Alright. Just when you thought Trump's derangement syndrome can't get any weirder, along comes an anguished pants suitor to make your day. Trump's election. Stole my desire to look for a partner. <laughs> right, Stephanie Land in the Washington Post. <gasps> how slow is news getting at this point? Like, how slow? Is it some random, right, some random woman? My who, who she writes be, for the Washington Post? Yeah, she no. could be the nicest woman in the world, but it's just an opinion of some woman talking about her feelings. That is not the news! <laughs> that is not what the news is! Washington Post obviously posted this, because now a newspaper in Australia is writing an article about a newspaper article in America. Which is written about some woman saying something. Saying how... You might as well, just quickly, this is topical information we're talking about here. You might as well call this the fucking news and put a headline <laughs> over the top of it. No, we've just cut people, we've just come and figured out maybe a possible title for this podcast. News, we regurgitated. <laughs> no, that was just the name of the first <laughs> oh, okay, there you go. News, we regurgitated. <laughs> no, but it's the like, unnamed podcast. Like, Trump's election stole my desire to look for a partner, right? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, no, oh, oh. Right, now remember, this woman has no more desire to look for a partner, yeah. right? A single mother of two, yeah. right, was going on six dates a week in the glorious days when she thought Hillary Clinton was to become America's first female president. <coughs> oh, sorry. What? Six dates a week. <laughs> a week. She's got two, two kids! I was thinking that. How are you going out six days a week? This, this explains that's, that's why... Bad mom. <laughs> this, this explains why the Washington Post has writers that are writing about the, the shit that there's nothing to write about. Like, I... 
You know what? I'm going on six dates a week. I can't write an actual journalistic piece for you this week. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to write about my relationships. I'm going to write about how they were, I was going on six dates a week. Who knows if they were the same guy? I'm, you know, monogamy's, you know, whatever. And then it's like, oh no, Trump's elected. I can't go any more dates. Let's see. That's so, that's my Shit, problem. Better write a news. That's the problem with. Uh, I know Western media is a term that is used very broadly. Okay. Mm. But that, to me, is why I'm against watching television. Yeah. Because it's so full of shit. <laughs> it's so, right. so, so much bullshit coming it, it out. Get, it gets better. Uh, so. It's not going to get better than that. Oh, I was fucking people six out of seven days a week, but now <laughs> Trump's president. There's going to be a cut in the podcast where you just put a subtitle up that's like Dylan was saying. <laughs> I'm gonna put a technical difficulty. Some kind of lump on It's an audio. <laughs> Alright, um, once it was clear Donald Trump would be president instead of Hillary Clinton, I felt sick to my stomach. Sickened. Purely. Mm. I wanted to get my children in bed with me and cling to them like we As if we would if thunder and lightning were raging outside. The world felt precarious to me. Her daughter whined. But mom, you said Hillary was going to win. I'm like, well, one. I, I'm assuming she has two young daughters, like eight. She has two children, but only like it only specifies that she has one daughter, right? So I'd like, I'd like to know what her son's opinion on is, because there's no way this son's running around with the shit on Trump. There's no way a woman who is so away from her children for six days a week has enough time to make sure her like seven year old is politically active. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And I love how she, her way of telling, look, look, man, no, no parent's perfect, everyone has their own views. Things change with times, if you grow up in your country and beheading people is normal, you're going to grow up thinking that beheading people is normal. And I'm not saying that that's unjustifiable, that's being a human. You grow up with coercion. Yeah. People decide who you are with We're, we're going to get into a topic of deterministic universe, but yeah. It's like when you put a ball into a funnel, no matter B or A, right? It might seem completely random, but what it really matters where the ball was placed, placed and how it was thrown. And it's like, so when a person is born, they're not really like evolving. Free to make their own choice from that day. They're, they're a piece of everyone around them, everything that happens to them. Right. If, even if their life is spending uh, from day one, you're born out of your mother's womb. Uh, she dies, somehow you don't die through nature and you make it through the first five years and then you grow up by yourself. That still would be the thing that determines who you are. Yeah. You'd be very quiet, individual, very intelligent, to learn everything by yourself. But those are still determining factors of who you are, regardless, regardless yeah. of what you might yeah. think. A person who grows up alone in the woods, never knowing other people exist, doesn't choose not to learn how to talk to himself. No, no, that's fucking right. <laughs> that's fucking right. Right, but anyway. Uh, these lines resonated with grieving. Clearly a riveting pinnacle of journalism here. Mentioning Twitter. Even the, in the darkest times, Stephanie found space to be mom. Mom. I don't know how to pronounce it. When it's written with an O. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's mom here. Yeah, yeah. Mommy. Mom. Mommy. Just quickly, in the darkest times, she, you know, she feels like she has time to spend with her kids because she now isn't with six people. Yeah. A week. Right. Well, okay. even in the darkest times, and then in parentheses, Stephanie found space to be a mum. They tweeted. They tweeted. Oh, so she 
Somebody, I think the pe like people, like Hillary fans, tweeted this in support of Stephanie. Like she found space to be a mum in this dark time. Isn't oh amazing? yeah, isn't that amazing? So you're, oh, you're, so you're saying that if if Hillary had one, it wouldn't be dark times because then she'd never be with the kids. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well you've got a kid, you But back to Steph's search for love. There's no Why? Why? <laughs> this this is an article that an editor looked at and said yes, let's print this. Yeah, just no really. This isn't this is something that an editor decided was okay in America, that then an Australian editor said we're gonna reprint. Pretty much. Keep going. I like how there's actually no order, author of the article <laughs> So it's entirely possible written by a bot. Um, there's no room for dating in this place of grief she includes. Dating means hope. I've lost hope in seeing the world that President-elect Trump. And then, <laughs> just a tiny little caveat at the bottom, right, is, what a lucky escape for the men of the world. <laughs> Which is like, wait, what? It just puts it entirely... Just quickly, it puts I, I know I said the, the thing I said before, which a lot of women would hate before, and wouldn't realise that I'm having a laugh, right? But, don't you think that that's slightly hypocritical on the whole fe feminism thing? Don't you think that's like... Sort of a jab at men well, in general saying that we're happy because there's a Trump election. Well, no, 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 you know what I mean? No, no. Like, See, the way I read that was what a lucky escape for the men of the world is that this crazy bitch isn't dating. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it it I, feels very, like, just tongue in cheek at the end, and it's I like. Think, I think the tongue in cheekness of it is slightly misconstrued. Mm. I personally think it's more to do with this saying that men are going to be happier that they live in a world where they've got a Trump president. Yeah. And I don't think that that's very fair. Like, no. I'm not happy I live in a world where there's a Trump president. No. I do have my friends that are happy that they've got a Trump president. Not because they think he's pro-man, mm. because they think he's pro-America. You know what I mean? And I feel like that is a very unfair... If you want to talk about fe feminism, I don't know if there's a word for like manism. I actually don't know what it is. Masculinism? Uh, no, something. Um, I think but, it's just the pro-man movement. Or something. Well, like, just, men's rights activists. That's all, what it was. All I care about is that that same thing they argue for, which is equal rights, but mm. that doesn't give them the right to have a jab at us because the things their ancestors have done or things that they, they've done yeah. in the past. Mm. I've never heard you misogynise women. I might have heard you make a crack, right? When, you when, one, you never when, said it to a woman's face. Right. Two, you never said it in actual. Uh, how do I put it? Like, we're constantly like, smart on us about things. 80% right. of the things we say yeah. that come out of a mouth is a joke. Yeah, I said it in the appropriate company that would understand it's humorous in nature. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to, like, and you, even when you were saying it humorous in nature, there was nothing that was, like, malicious. venomous or malicious that you actually felt right. about. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I am more likely to say something horrible about something I like and laugh about it than I am about something I dislike. If yeah. I dislike something, I'm probably actually more likely to get real heated about it. Yeah. I don't think that it's fair to say that all men or all women are in any way anything. They're not. They're no. all different people. You Wait, you mean a random section of a group doesn't represent the entire group? Would you believe it? Would you <laughs> believe it? Would you believe that cheetah that's white doesn't mean that all cheetahs now will be white for the rest of forever? Oh, fuck me. <laughs> Do you mean like the cat or people who cheat on this cat? Yes, only white people cheat on this cat. Of course. They can do it right. 10 days an hour across my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, I like someone that's not my missus. Look at him! And my wife is a crazy bitch. Alright, on to the second article. Oh god, I forgot there was more than this. No, no, this is a completely unrelated topic. Alright, that's what I mean. Baddies win if cops try to be do-gooders. 
Alright, so this was written, I'm just gonna give you like the summary. Can I just cut in, cut in right here before you go into it? I once had a police officer who knew I was homeless not find me while I was on the train because he didn't see much point because I didn't have any money because I was homeless. Is he letting the baddies win? Am I a baddie? Was he a do-gooder? Find <laughs> out next <laughs> week! <laughs> that is American television one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unless you've got YouTube ready, in which case you can find it. <laughs> anyway, the summary of, like I didn't even read the entire article to be honest because it takes up like the entire page, but it talked about the rising crime state that is Victoria. Victoria? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I actually have read, read a little bit into this, so. Yeah. I'm keen to see. Okay. So, I'm just going to say, like, you've been to Victoria, yeah? You've yeah. been to Melbourne yeah. CBD. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Nice place. Actually, beautiful. Uh, if you, all you're doing is being a tourist, you're out there in the regular day hours, like most normal people are. Fantastic. Nothing yeah. to worry about. Yeah. You'd have to piss off someone to do, count something. Yeah, I love Melbourne. I go like three times a I think the grittedness of it is beautiful. The love the grid. Public transport Fuck is on point. I've never. Free trams. Free trams. Free! <laughs> yeah. Free. Right. Andrews and the police commissioner Graham Ashton last week announced a $2 billion recruitment for 3,000 new police officers. You know. That can't argue with that. Can't argue with that. But it won't matter how. Many cops they hire, the political correct, risk-adverse culture of Victoria police will ensure crime thrives. Crooks and thugs are free to run riot, while police obsess about gender, racism, and LGBTI... End of sentence. Apparently that's what cops do in, in Melbourne, is obsess about racism, gender, I'm sure if you ask the people of Melbourne, they'd say that most interaction happens with traffic police. Had nothing to do with the fact that we're gay, lesbian, man or woman. Yeah. <laughs> or, or they were well, yelling the way down the road. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just... Racist crowd, gangs brawl and losers, losers brazenly smoke bongs in CBD. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, about a month and a half ago. A month and a half. How many people were there? 
They are, say, 10 on 10. I mean, 10, 10 on 10. 10 on 10, as well. 10 on 10. How many people do you think live in the area, though? Oh, just quickly, this was over a year. This was over the court. Like, let's say a year went by. I only saw one game-related fight. And I don't necessarily think it was game-related. It more looked, like, it a just been it more looked like a family issue. It could have just been a brawl. Yeah, right? yeah. It could have just been a fight that started on the street. But at the same time, to say that the police aren't looking for these gang issues, you could hit YouTube right now and find hmm. 20 different videos of people in the last year getting arrested. Yeah. And like in Victoria. So I just, I just, it doesn't make much sense to me why you would be saying that. I can say, it's fair enough to say it appears like they're targeting you, but the way she's worded it makes it sound like that's all they're doing. Yeah. And if like, that was the case, Melbourne would be on fire by now. <laughs> <laughs> it would be Gotham City. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. But that's, it's quite obviously not the case. I mean, you would hear, as a bikey crisis that started in Brisbane that made the uh, crackdown a lot, the one incident they always point to was people from all different states came to Brisbane. Yeah. These are bikies um, and affiliates. Yeah. They all came to the city and then there was a huge police presence and then they all punched on with each other even though there was cops everywhere. <laughs> right. And, like started punching on with the cops and everyone just went fucking mental. Yeah. Right? But that caused them to introduce new laws and be tougher on bikies. In Queensland, you can't stand there, theoretically, the law states that you can't stand there wearing three items of the same clothing. So if we all had a Viardis murder jacket on that was the same, technically we could be a gang and arrest <laughs> Technically, what, what, what Dylan here is throwing back to is when we were in high school. No, that's right. That's a period in high school. No, but that became a law in Queensland, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's kind of like an inside joke between us. Because in high school, there were three of us standing there with the same Yeah, hoodies. yeah. So you were, we were all standing that there said, the same. That said, Western Sydney death metal down the back. Yeah, yeah, that's and right. And a, a teacher came up to us and said, what, are you guys in like a gang now? Yeah, we're like, no, we just all like the same, same music. music. <laughs> <laughs> we all just happened to be wearing the same band jacket. Yeah. Like, it was sheer coincidence on that day when all three of us rocked up with the exact same jacket. Yeah. Not just the exact same band, but all the same fucking album jacket. So it was, it was a bit of a mix. But in, what I'm trying to say, in light of that, is when there was a huge crisis, mm. it was all over the news. It right. wasn't shut up about, you know what I mean? Right. I, I honestly haven't seen that as a life that no. Melbourne has turned into a... And I was there a month ago. It was just as lovely as always. And guess yeah. what? Guess what? Hiring 3,000 more police would actually help. Yeah, I don't understand <laughs> how a situation where having a shit ton more police officers enforcing laws in your area isn't yeah. going to help in any way. Yeah. Um, but just on the topic of that, we're not saying that Melbourne is in a dangerous place, or it is without crime. Yeah. It is. It has plenty of crime, a lot of street crime, plenty of gang fights do happen. Yeah. However, it's not like you can't walk the fucking streets. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. it's not like you're walking some down the road. Yeah. Bong smoke in your face. Yeah, what, blowing bong smoke in my face and having coppers rock up and tackle the nearest what? gay dude to the floor or something. Like. <laughs> I, I think the cops would be targeting the homophobes. The homophobes, you know what I mean. <laughs> the cops are in the No, 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 no. But he could be discriminating against towards people. Right, you know right. I mean? Well, cops abusing power is a whole nother issue. No, no, I'm not, I'm not even going to touch on that. That is no. a personal, person-to-person -person issue. And it's going to be different in every country, in every state, yeah. in every town inside those states. Hmm. Because each little police station is going to act in a small sense like its own little bubble. They're going to have little hidden things going mm -hmm. on. If I told you I really like Smarties, 
doesn't necessarily mean the person in the next house is going to know I really like money. No. That's the whole point. Not everyone knows everything. So of course you're going to get a few bad eggs. And I'm not saying that any of that is fine. I'm just saying, should that really be like, well, sometimes people abuse power. Maybe we shouldn't have police. No! 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 no. We should just have martial law. Yeah, yeah. Everyone should carry a gun. Yeah, well, we've got countries no. where that happens. It doesn't fucking end well, alright? No. I think people should be allowed to own it. Let's not get into gun control. I, I would like to get into gun control. You're probably right, one of the right. few people that's on my side who is, like, pro-gun. About, I'd say... Uh, these are rough figures, not not realistic, but roughly 95% of the people I talk about gun control in this country are thoroughly against guns. Oh, and they have a lot of really good well, reasons. The person whose chair you're sitting in was literally at a gun course yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, I am pro-gun, but I am not pro... What would you say? Everyone just gets Everyone a gun. Gets Everyone has a gun. Licensing, proper screening, safely put them in a safe inside your house. Yes. All of those things I am pro for. So can I explain something? All of the millenniums, which we sort of fit into, we're sort of 90s kids, but we're not quite 90s kids because we were a bit young. For because them. we were born in the 90s, in not the 90s. just before the 90s, where the 90s kids have actually grown up in the 90s. Yeah, yeah, we were very small for a lot of stuff. It was like, we considered I, 90s kids. 90s ended when I was 7. Like. Yeah, that's exactly my point. I was <laughs> 7 when the 90s were over, so realistically I'm a millennium. But... What were we just talking about? Guns. Guns. So, if we we were born in the same year or three years before the Port Arthur Massacre. Now, I've discussed this a lot with people who were alive for that time and were like adults. Right? So, I was talking about this like three days ago with a, a friend of mine, Jonathan. And um, he was very, uh, very keen to explain to me what it was like as, for, as a whole for the country mm. to have that massacre happen. I think it's still the most deadly shooting to date. Yeah? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not kidding. Like, like in Australian history? Or no, the world. I'm talking tops the American ones. Go have a look. Oh, you called it the Macquarie? The Port Arthur. Port Arthur. Uh, it was in either 93 or 96, but someone took a fully automatic Kalashnikov into mm. a building and started tearing up the place. Well, I don't know the whole story, but it gripped the country in a way you wouldn't believe. It was it was unbelievable. Mm. And the whole... 1996. 96, there you go. So, the whole country sort of went, should everyone be allowed to have a fully automatic assault rifle? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> right? And, and all the people who had experienced the violence and knew how many guns were in the country mm. sort of understood that it was a big problem. Yeah. In America, every time they mention taking their fucking guns away, <laughs> the government can fly guns. Um, well, I can understand it is a valid concern that the government's taking all the guns. Remember how we talked? No, remember how we talked about coercion and what is right and what is wrong. If you grow up in a country where people get yeah. beheaded, you might think that it's okay. Those people grew up in a country where their forefathers stated that they have the right to have weapons. Not just to fucking shoot them at cans, but to be able to fight their government with those weapons. And that's the point of them saying they should be allowed to have fully automatic machine guns, because if they don't have it, and then the army comes in to lock everyone up, <laughs> how are we going to stop that from happening? Alright, Port Arthur is the third largest shooting in the world. There you go. So, right. where, where were the top two? They, they the USA happen? Orlando, Florida shooting this year this at the year. nightclub. Yep. Yeah, that was 49 deaths. The largest is in also Utoya, Norway, 2011 77 deaths. 2011 77 deaths, wow. Yeah. But to give you an idea, that's 
almost two decades since the original shooting, and, and, and within two decades there's only been two shootings. One of them a terrorism attack, essentially. The, the one where the Orlando shootings was supposedly a terrorist shooting for a minute. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, there's always a whole lot of kerfuffle about it. <coughs> yeah, yeah. And then it just oh, disappears from the media. I think that was roughly the same time as the parachuting happened, which really... Kind of blurred everything. Yeah, and I, it's a tough what subject. That's a, that's a subject I actually don't want to touch on in the podcast. Yeah. But, in terms of, like... Actually, I'm going to have to touch on that a little bit. Because it brings up a really good point. And yeah. a comedian mentions this. It's a very offensive comedian. Jim Jeffries. Australia. I've heard of him. People send him when the day of the French shooting, he got 270 something messages from Americans who had always fought him because he made a joke about gun control mm. and they lost their shit. And he would always get. Hold on, he would fight for gun control or against? Uh, sort of against it. Or at right. least his jokes were explaining why maybe having guns everywhere probably isn't mm. the fucking idea, right? Right. Uh, the whole. Most of the messages were of them saying, if only they had guns in Paris, they could have protected themselves. And it's like, if you really think about that, it would have just given the people who were going to cause harm more access to more guns, and like, it would have meant more bullets would go in this fight and the other. It's like, if that, you actually do research on gun fights, it's the, the 9 out of 10 bullets are missed target. And that's yeah. coming from a police report. These are yeah. police officers trying to find out whether it's more useful to have more ammo in a clip and stuff like that because they were changing the laws to if you wanted to have more than 10 bullets in a clip for your firearm you had to have the, the fully automatic assault rifle license which once again, like most of these arguments when you really delve deep into it you hear that not all Americans but certain Americans losing their shit over these laws when you delve deep into it hard enough they're just saying you need an extra license which I know is a pain in the ass but it's just another license to prove you're not a fucking psychopath like, Oh, if you are a psychopath, you just you get the license anyway. Yeah, that's no, that's the thing. It, when people are determined, they're going to do something, right? Mm. Um, one of the arguments between it was Pierce Morgan and a, a pro-gun advocate in America. I can't remember the pro-gun advocate's name, but I actually like some of the points he brought up. And one of them is Pierce Morgan saying, "Your country has the most gun laws in the world." Um, but at the same time. The pro-gun advocate argument was that England has the most stabbings in the world. And if I watched a video recently, according to the UNESCO, uh, uh, what do they call it? Where they ask everyone a question, survey, right? <laughs> according to the UN survey, whatever it was, we rank number three in assaults in the world. <laughs> yeah, for like physical assaults, right? So America. We're busy punching kangaroos, man. America number one. <laughs> For gun violence, mm. Britain was number one for nice violence and stabbings and slashings and stuff. And then we were number one for physical assaults. <laughs> we were the great, most likely to punch on. And you know what? It really doesn't surprise you in Australia to hear that. We were number three, I think. Uh, no, we might have been number one for assaults in the world and it was number three for um, robbing. Like theft. Yeah. Just, just low level theft. Not yeah. like your, your whole house being cleaned out or store theft. Just people take, trying to take your wallet from. Yeah. And I can advocate with someone who has lived in Sydney. I've probably had like 10 different attempts of people trying to rob me. <laughs> like, you know, it happens. Yeah. It, it fucking happens, dude. Um, what was 
you said, yeah. But I mean, did I, anyone else in Melbourne? Maybe the most gang. Gang for Here's the way I've always like I've found to try and look at things like gun control or you know substances being used. Well. It's yeah, like yeah. Oh, make a mental image of the world where it's at zero and a hundred. Yeah, right. yeah, I always go to the extremes. Every time I talk about analogies, that's yeah, it's like you. what what's better, a world where everyone has guns or a world where nobody has guns? And in my opinion, this is my own personal defence, a human who has been genetically born the right way can be twice as strong as me and beat the fuck out of me. But I could have a gun and shoot him. <laughs> like, <laughs> if I'm not doing anything wrong, should I not have the right to defend myself against someone who is? That's been my whole argument. In medieval times, not that we look at that period and think it's the most progressive in the world. Dark ages! <laughs> yeah! But... It was very acceptable, although it was hard to prove for and against, because there's no real evidence at the time. It was it was quite common for you to be allowed to defend yourself. If mm. someone came out and tried to rob you with a knife and you chopped their fucking arm off, unfortunate for him. You know mm. what I mean? And it it sounds very dark, and obviously the Super lines dark. <laughs> obviously <laughs> the lines aren't that simple. Mm. Like they blur very very close together. The idea being if if you have a gun, this being the person I spoke to about it who is anti-guns, who actually owns guns in his hands, like he still owns guns, he's just anti-everyone having a gun. He's like you, he's pro-guns and anti-guns, he's sort of on, on the fence of it. He's moderate. Yeah, yeah, he, he likes the idea of everyone having a license, having their own safe, having a bolt to the ground, he just doesn't like the idea of anyone being able to get a gun. Um, and then I made all the same arguments. I said, what's to stop me from acting the same and then shooting everyone? You know, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, it, it just makes it hard. What's, like, if you pass a million psychiatric tests getting the gun, and then you've got the gun for, like, 12 years, and then you go nuts. Yeah, that's right. That was another one of my arguments, because one of, one of his defences to, to, to that argument was people who are unstable are less likely to have a stable job, a stable home, be able to afford to get a safe put into their house, mm. put it in the ground, and know what they're doing, and rah, rah, rah. Yeah. And if you want a semi-automatic firearm, like a, a semi-automatic pistol, you actually need to go to three shoots a year mm. and have it signed now, off by firearms. If you want to have um, a pistol, because I was talking about Ethan, yep. he's doing it. if you want to own a pistol, you have to go to three shoots a year, yeah. and yes. two of them have to be competitive. Yes, that's right. Like you actually, actually, you have, actually to... have to have a purpose. You can't just own a gun because you like the idea of guns. That I dislike. I dislike that. I. But that is taking away one of my freedoms because the bad few, mm. as opposed to the good many. Right. And that's why I don't want to own a pistol, is because I don't have to go to a shoot. No! Neither right. do I! With but a you rifle. can still own a gun right. without having to go to shoot. You can own a bolt-action rifle, as I'm sure you've ever I, I would much rather have a rifle. Like, I think to own a rifle... And they're right. safer for you as well, just in terms of keeping in your house. If you drop a pistol, it's very likely to go off. Mm. I, there, are, there have been instances where they go off on their own accord. A rifle is much less likely to do that to you. Mm. I remember speaking to my boss better because he had to do the competitive shoot style of things because he had the, the pistol at the time. Right. Um, and yeah, it just, it just wasn't... Like, I remember mentioning it to him because I was curious about the laws and I'd heard it out having to go to throw shoots gear and he saw it and go, oh, because <laughs> he hadn't done it. Because <laughs> it was the same he hanging on Yeah, no, realistically <laughs> it was. It was like November or whatever and he just it just dawned on him. But think about how much of an inconvenience that is. This is a bloke who works six days a week hmm. and then on the 7th he's helping friends and family. And then you've got to try and 
keep track of when the competitive because there's that's a competition. Right. No, 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 that's right. And it's like, hey, I've got a great idea. Let's have tournaments where every single gun owner has in the area has to go to. And then it's like, oh, well, now we have a tournament with twelve thousand people, and we have to try and process them all in a day. This I know to be fact in America, and I believe it to be fact here, but I'm not one hundred percent. If you own a rifle that is a hundred years old or more, mm. so it's it's pre nineteen sixteen, nineteen eighteen. Well, well, once nineteen fourteen to nineteen eighteen or nineteen. Oh, I, I think it's just hundred years in general because it's two thousand sixteen to nineteen sixteen. It's it's all guns that were either pre the end of World War One or pre the start okay. of World War One because. In World War One, you still have the five clip ones, but like a Martini Henry is a one bullet in, mm. fire once, yeah. then eject the shell and go again. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. all the cartridge. It's a slightly different uh, approach to your modern day. Even a five. There's no clip. Yeah, there's no clip. It's literally one bullet, and I, I believe you're allowed to own one of those without a license. Yeah. And a working one, one that will fire. Realistically, you can't just walk into a fucking post office and start killing everyone. You, you kill one person, everyone's gonna fucking start running. And if or, you don't kill that person, they're gonna be pissed. Yeah, or <laughs> the other people in the store are gonna charge you as well. You know yeah. what I mean? There's still, uh, there's still a, I mean, a chance for people to save themselves. I know in Texas, you can legally own a bolt-action rifle when you're a seven. Yeah, in, um, I believe it's I mean, that's Texas. Texas. You can also walk down the street Oh, oh yeah, open carry. Yeah, uh, fully automatic. Yeah, because they do it at um, Austin, like Congress Street, like yep. where the Congress is. Uh, is they have open carry days where they're just like, yeah, we're just out, like on mass here, like, our, exercising our right to open carry. Yep. Like they're not being a nuisance or whatever. Well, like I, I know that a lot of people think they're really they're, silly about it, but they're, they're just preserving a right. They're, they're exercising a right so that nobody takes it away. It's that's, like okay, that's the point of it. You know, it's kind of sad. Like well, not sad, but kind of. Worrying to say it's a show of power, but to like, a certain extent, that's it what it is. Proving, <laughs> and but when you have a show of power with people with guns, people get nervous. Yeah, that's right. Because you know, it, uh, think about it. If one idiot in the middle of that open carry crowd starts firing, you now have two thousand people with guns. Hmm. It does seem like a problematic situation, but saying that that shit's gonna happen is like having a serious lack of faith in humanity. You know what I mean? <laughs> but um, the whole idea of it, but is the idea that. You don't ever want to lose that freedom of speech. You yeah. don't ever want to have a day where you can't say a certain thing. Like, well, I mean, you, people can think you're an asshole all they fucking want for saying the wrong things, but at least you have the freedom to say it, or the freedom to... Uh, if I believe that there's no God, I uh, freedom to try and talk to you about it. And yeah. if you think that there is a God, you have the freedom to tell me that you yeah. think there is. And all I can do is say, I don't want you harassing me, because I don't think there is a God. Yeah. But I can't stop you from spreading the word. <laughs> <laughs> right. This is one of the things I like about podcasting is because you're not on YouTube. Like you don't have to put it on YouTube. You don't have to. It's up through Twitter. You put it up yourself, right? So, because on YouTube and Twitter, these are private platforms yeah. that can enforce a lack of freedom of speech. Yeah. Like, you be like, yeah, you can't say that on YouTube. Platform. YouTube. Now that you're touching on that, YouTube has recently introduced a new rule. For their creators, which in a sense is a censorship, and mm. they can censor whoever they want, whatever. And they're right to do it. It's shitty, but they're right. They no, 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 you can't say that's their freedom. The problem with that is it's their freedom to do it, 
It's our freedom to choose to keep going to YouTube or not. Yeah, Eventually, if they piss off the content creators enough, look, leave. they can piss off all the viewers all they want. They can throw as many ads as they want on it. There's two ways it can go. If the, if the content creators realise they're not getting as many views because of the ads, or they're losing revenue because the hmm. algorithms aren't helping them, they'll move to another platform. Right. If enough of them move to another platform, there will be no more YouTube. Yeah, people are on YouTube because it's got a monopoly, right? It's like, name one other video platform. No idea. Yeah. Apart from like Vine, which is not the same Vine, Vine shutting down. That's six seconds or whatever. Right. There was Vimeo, but Vimeo was like a... Port. I honestly couldn't tell you anything. Vim Even Google Video, because Google bought YouTube, when you click on videos now, it just takes you to YouTube. Yeah. Right. So, what I, I imagine will happen is eventually YouTube will just like throw that one extra straw on the camel, it'll break its back, and then a whole bunch of creators will just go... We're going to create our own, own platform, yeah. yeah. And then everyone will just be like, well, that place is way better right now, but they're not paying us, so what we'll do is we'll put content on both, see where the viewers go, right? And then eventually they could just re-upload their entire back catalog of video. That's right, and they video. have the right to do that. YouTube does not own their content. They yeah. created it, and they then, have the right. And then they can just cancel their back catalogs of videos by... Canceling their channel. It's a tough spot, and I feel like this is the problem. With for me, is that YouTube's got a great like like in terms of Google owning YouTube and YouTube the company. They've got a fantastic right now. They've got creators falling out their ass. They've got they basically have to just sit back and make money. And if they just all they did was shut up now and never update YouTube again, it would be more likely to survive, I think, than if they keep <laughs> making their fucking changes. Yeah, because their changes. Seem to be the thing that everyone fucking hates. And I'm not talking about when everyone just blows up every time YouTube changes. Because they move the subscriber Yeah, button. or some shit. No, I'm just talking about fundamental changes like the ads we spoke about mm. previous, right? The ads have gotten to an extreme place. Yeah. I don't mind paying for a subscription service. Right. I just don't have a lot of money. You just don't have that expendable cash. That's right. And the reason we have Netflix in our house is purely because someone's sharing their account. Yeah. The reason I have games on my Xbox is purely because someone's sharing me those games. Hmm. Otherwise I'd have Battlefield 4 fucking still. That'd be the only game I'd fucking siege. But I'll that to you because my <laughs> Xbox gets spitting discs now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, for me, it's it's just... you YouTube turned into what it was because it was accessible. Yeah. Because it was free content, because people could create free content, share it, people could get into it. Nobody ever got into PewDiePie because they wanted to give him five dollars every fucking month. I'll tell you that right now. No, although enough people have bought his game, I think they are. He's got a game. PewDiePie's got like two games. Is that you chain or something? Or yeah. <laughs> well, I think he like had help in the development. You're talking about actual games, but. Yeah, oh, yeah, one of them's on YouTube. Ah, uh, not on YouTube. It's a YouTube Life. Uh, it's called YouTube Life, but it's on Steam. Um, YouTube. No, it's Life. YouTube Life. Oh, it's YouTube Life. <laughs> oh, YouTube is Life. I think that's PewDiePie's game. PewDiePie. I know a lot of people shit on him, but he's high energy. It's something I actually really enjoy. It's part yeah. of the reason I got into YouTube. A lot of the YouTube creators I watch now are a lot slower, softer, and quieter. But that's my own personal preference. Mm. I love the fact that you can click on a video that's like, it's so over the top, you know what I mean? That's, to me, I love that. I think that's yeah, fantastic. Uh, these are the games here. Legend of the Brewfist, that's it. This might be also be it, but I think you play it. But this is YouTuber Simulator, and somebody was like, I heard someone talking about it on another podcast. Uh, actually, it couldn't be this. It might be YouTuber Simulator, not YouTuber's yep. Life. But it's basically you just sit in front of a screen and like 
work on like videos and then stream oh, it's stuff. And, small, and it's like, a small oh, bit of it. yeah, yeah, yeah. you still are just sitting there, like the entire game, it's kind of like this dark perversion, like not perversion, but dark look on what it actually is like. Usually like, you just sit there to get more views. And then, well the views get you money and the money can get you like an object that sits on your shelf but you still just sit in that game trying to get more. And it's like, oh, okay. But, um, it is a very dark way to look at the whole perception of the YouTube crowd. PewDiePie, Legend of the Brofist. So he actually made this game, or he uh, sure, or he just had some sort of point in it, or he's just point of the game? Well, it made by uh, Out of Minds Inc. is the developer. But I, I mean, I'm sure he just like backed it, and it was like based around him because it's like they let him use his likeness and everything else. Well, he let them use his. That's sorry, that's what I mean. Yeah, like he let them use his likeness. Yeah. It's a That's believable. I just didn't think, you know, when when you spend so much time doing one thing, you don't have a lot of time to do another. I'm like, I don't see him create games. Mm. Oh, man. Pretty hard for him to do. That's the beauty of YouTube and the internet in itself, is it's, it's a platform, like, on TV, mm. you do have the ability to choose between what channel you're watching, but the channel decides what it puts on, mm. to a certain extent. So if you're in history, you might only be able to watch history at 7.30 to 8.30 because that's the only time you show you lots on and if you like um, just cartoons and stuff then you know there's going to be certain times where you can watch the cartoons you actually like. The yeah. internet offers you a completely different way to do things. Mm. Completely! It's, it's unlike anything else in your life. It is simply think of something and for the most part it's going to be there. Yeah. If you think I want to make chicken tandoori tonight. I've do never it. made it. Yeah. How do I make chicken tandoori? Bang! There'll be like a thousand different fucking ways to make chicken tandoori. It's like, do I want to see a real life Tesla gun? Boom! Yeah, did you watch that the other day? Yeah. yeah. It's so fucking cool. That's I love so that Colin Firth move. It is fucking mad. Is that the right one? Colin Firth made the Tesla gun? Smarter every day. Smarter every day. Sorry, I watched too much fucking. <laughs> do you know who Colin Firth is? Colin Firth. Firth? Colin Firth? So this is the thing, he's got like, he just recently hit a million subscribers, or 10 million subscribers, or whatever it is. He's been on YouTube for 10 years. Yeah. There are pockets of YouTube that you will never see until you hit one video. Right. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you have to click on something and then one of its related videos will take you into a pocket of YouTube you've never been to before. Colin Furness was like that. Shit on that channel. He's been there for ten years on YouTube, but I've never seen him. Colin Furs. This guy? Yeah. He has four million subs. Four million subs. There you go. Right, Giant Star Wars ATACT. Yeah, but if you look at just quickly some of the epic videos. Jet bicycle. Look at that one. He made an actual hoverbike. Oh, actually he's that fucking guy. hovers. Yeah, he's I that guy. That. Yes, that guy. <laughs> right? And then I was like, fuck. He made a tuk tuk once, right? For the, <laughs> for the thing. He put, took a 600cc jigsaw motor and put it in the back of the yeah. fucking tuk tuk. Tuk It does 100 fucking k's an hour, dude. It does burnouts. It's crazy. <laughs> Motorized drip. My god, this looks like. The best. A lot of it's pretty cool. I can, but that's what I mean. It was like a corner of YouTube that I've mm. never seen, and then all of a sudden, I just spike. Wheels of ice. Fastest pram stroller. Jesus. Motor horse. Oh man, that's cool. That Something's really cool though. If you could just quickly, I just want to click on these videos. This shed was built on top of a bunker he built for his backyard. So underneath that, like ten foot down or more, is a whole other building. That he just decided to excavate and like show you how to make an underground bunker. It just—it's some of the stuff when it's amazing. You know what I mean? Like that's what I mean about YouTube. There's no way you would watch TV and get that. You know, TV's hiring YouTube creators now. People like um, 
My car mods, mm. they have their own channels now. If you walk yeah. into Super Cheap Auto, there's a TV with a plane continuously. Uh, uh, Red vs. Blue's on TV now. Red vs. Blue? Yeah, in America, TV. it's not here. What? Yeah. That's sick, man. That's mad. Making a flamethrower guitar. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you. 5,000 shot firework that. Like, you couldn't put this stuff on TV. There's right. no way, no, there's no way. Even just the regulations it's of it. Like, 5,000 shop firework Death Star, 3 minutes, 20 seconds. When are you going to get no, a sign-off right. from a TV exec to say, yeah, you can have a 3-minute segment? See, that's the thing. Only people like Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon or... or they, they, they'll throw that up in the middle of their show. No, that's what I mean. It won't be the whole fucking show, you know what I mean? That's that, yeah. that's that whole guy's skit. And that's what I was going to lead to. But when they've got these 2-minute, 3-minute skits, they don't have the same production value mm -hmm. as someone who puts 40 hours into a 3-minute video. It's just it's something else. Yeah. Half of it's something else. It's... But that's, that, I keep repeating myself, but that's the beauty of it. That's yeah. what you go to the fucking internet for. It was the same shit, you just wouldn't bother. You mm. wouldn't bother. You go and fucking pick up a piece of newspaper and start reading the bullshit articles in that. Yeah. So, the reason why we're starting a podcast today is we're going to be able to see the new Star Wars movie today. And maybe, within the next day or two, come back and record an episode of our thoughts on Star Wars. That sounds like a pretty good plan. And it, we should probably introduce ourselves. It, that's a great time to start introducing ourselves. with the power of magic editing. <laughs> put it at the start. Let's put it at the start. We haven't even done a name yet. We don't even have a name for this. Yeah. I mean, we do need a name. We draw a line. Drawing a line? Well, that's one of the suggestions I sent you. The line card. <laughs> That's like a fishing show or something. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it would be, because it's the line. That's great for a fishing show. The line cast. <laughs> That's brilliant for a fishing Do you know no, what? I hate fish. Uh, I'm going to write that as suggestion number one. Uh, Just don't pronounce it as the wine cast one day. Except I wanted something to claim that we're not completely stupid. <laughs> uh,